It's June, and it's time for a new podcast. Episode 6! It's over. There's nothing on. It's driving me crazy. Of course, if you're watching the world soccer, you've got something to watch for the next month. But for the rest of us that are addicted to our favorite TV shows, here's a montage to show them the love. Jack Bauer and 24, you are going to be missed. You are my top favorite show I've been watching since day one. And you know what? I know a lot of you addicts are watching it too, so quit making fun of me while you listen to some more of these TV themes. We've had a few people call our Reef Addicts hotline. Hey, this is King Neptune's Bounty. I uh, just wanted to say that I'm definitely a reef addict. My wife is in the middle of labor yesterday, and all I could do was surf on my laptop and my 3G card trying to find out what protein skimmer I wanted to buy. Uh, good news, baby's healthy, mother's healthy. Uh, still don't know what protein skimmer I want to buy, but I probably won't have a tank at home at the end of this.
Hi, this is Reese. I'm on the edge. I had just switched everything over from a 150 to a 180 system. Everything on the system was brand new, including my downdraft skimmer put to a five-gallon bucket that had not sealed. I came home and found about 40 gallons of water in my living room floor. It ran underneath my wall into my laundry room, which was also connected to my closet that has my water heater in it and the air handler for the house. The air handler sucked up all that salt water, blew out all the circuits on my air handler. When the heating and repair man showed up and replaced them all, he also said that the motor was encrusted with salt and it's going to need to be replaced as well. So it was just the heating and air conditioning unit that I lost. Not a big deal. And who am I? That's not a secret I'll never tell. You know you love me. XOXO. Gossip. Hey, I'm curious. Has your tank spawned lately? Any kind of corals or anemones or anything nutty like that? If so, be sure to let us know on reefaddicts.com. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 million years ago expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool me Developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids. Math, science, history, unraveling the mystery. It all started with the Big Bang. This one, you're going to have to hear in all its beauty. I'm stopping the music right here. Amazing pizza was <laughs> the red like me. I once was lost, but now I'm Wow. Just... Wow. I can't make this stuff up. Want to be heard on the podcast? All you gotta do is call our number. You can call 24 hours a day, you can call once a month. It's up to you. Just dial 1-682-ADDICT-4. 1-682-ADDICT-4. A-D-D-I-C-T-4.
finally, I'm sad to say, Heroes has been officially canceled. I'm never going to know what happened to the cheerleader. So it's time to get Jesse on the show. Yay! Shut up. You know what? It might be better if we um, if we record a little bit of this on Saturday night too, because I'm going to be uh, drinking for my birthday. Oh, is it your birthday again? My birthday's coming up on June 8th. Oh, that's top secret. Didn't even know. No. I know. It's only on my Facebook wall, and you've only known me for four years. <laughs> it's on your wall? Well, it's in my Facebook profile. Huh. Huh, yeah. Go figure. Typical guy. No one said a word on your wall. Well, it's, it's still, it's only on Tuesday. It's 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 got, like, almost a week, but... I'm gonna be celebrating because one day isn't week. enough for you. You need seven of them. Yeah, I have. When you have multiple friends that want to go out with you, That's you can't do it all in one day. Like on Friday, I'm going out with somebody coming over from Yuma. On Saturday, we're going downtown. On Sunday, I'm going up uh, north, and I have a pair of Marines that are cooking me dinner. And then on Monday, I'm going out with my nail art, my nail tech, who wants to take me out. Tuesday is my actual birthday, so my sister and my family probably want to see me. And then Wednesday, I think I have a date. So, yeah. How do you have time to earn a living with all these things you have to accomplish? I just... I work around it. That's all at night, though. Who who works at night? (laughs) About half the population on the planet. One way or another, they're working nights. So birthday week. Birthday week. Everybody does birthday weeks, Mark. Only you don't. Yeah, I'm old school that way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I know. This is only my second year doing a birthday week. Oh really? <laughs> yes. I was feeling really left out because I didn't have enough friends to actually do birthday weeks, but now I do. <laughs> oh, so the tr- okay, so. <laughs> If you're going to have an entire week of birthdays, is that going to be an entire week of birthday cakes? No, 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 no. No, no, no. I don't do birthday cake. I actually don't like sweets that much. So, like, last year, all I had, my mom uh, went to the grocery store and she bought me one M&M cookie from the bakery. Mm-hmm. That's all I had on my birthday. So, no. All right. Well, that's good. But it is the week of being treated out. Like, everybody will pay for my drinks, and everybody else will pay for my dinners, and, you know. And that's why you've been practicing at drinking heavily the last week, to get ready for the new week. Yeah. No, I didn't I didn't drink heavily. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. Tell everyone about your heavy drinking. No, let's not say we did. <laughs> oh, you're no fun. See, just when it was getting funny... <laughs> Hey, you know, I have I have parents to worry about. Parents aren't supposed to know these things that happen in your life. See, your parents subscribe to the podcast. That's your no, mistake. No, I have no idea. <laughs> but you know what? My dad's a cop, so he's been the cop for life, and I'm not putting those things out there. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll make that part really loud when I re-edit this. Oh, wow, thanks. Just cut that all out, yeah. I could do that. I don't too. think that this is actually podcast worthy. Oh, we're just talking. I don't know. You, you find weird things funny and put them in podcasts. I do. So, 
Whatever. I told you to make this one funny, so if you have to throw me under the bus to do it, I give you permission. I could do that. So let's talk about your new tank. Well, I'm working on getting a new tank. I'm uh, pulling strings and trying real hard. Um, it's hopefully going to happen here in a month or two, so that's all I'll say. I won't give you any more details because I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not yet. Way to go with the nationwide teaser there. Hey, if I'm not anything, if if anything, I'm a tease. <laughs> I can tell you that for certain. <laughs> if you can call me one thing, it's definitely a tease. All right. You heard it here. <laughs> Reefaddicts.com. <laughs> so, Mark, what's up with you lately? What's new? What's going, what's going on with you? What Have you gone on any dates yet? No, nope. you know, because I I know you attempted that whole Facebook girlfriend thing. Yeah, I'm because of how badly that turned out with you. I've sworn off all women. With me, I was the reason for it. Yeah, you destroyed it for me. Whatever. You cheated with your other lovers the entire time you were with me. That solid week of all I heard about was your lover, who's you're not even with anyway at this point. So as you can see, that was not a good plan. I don't like that you referred to him as my lover because we were not sleeping together. Liar! No, it wasn't. We weren't. Would you quit editing the show for your parents' benefit? I swear to God. <laughs> I swear. I am Jesse. I'm super innocent and sweet and never do anything with boys because they're icky. <laughs> I never drink. I don't do drugs. I don't do anything. I'm a good, good I girl. I do not do drugs. I do not do drugs. And I've been drunk, like, a total of 12 times my entire life, Mark. In the last week! <laughs> they all have been in the last week! <laughs> exactly. At least she got. I got her to admit that. <laughs> all right. Hey, you know, 128 ounces of beer That's... is not enough to get me drunk, apparently. Not until you've had, like, 15 of them. 128 ounces of beer? <laughs> It does sound like a lot. Is that how much? How many ounces is a bottle? Twelve? Maybe. Depends what brand you're buying. Okay, well that's like thirteen beers. Yeah. And I didn't throw up or anything. When we go out after the club meetings and we get a beer at the restaurant, they'll always ask me, "Do I want you know the regular size or the tall, which would be more for the same you know for the supposed cheaper price?" But I don't really like enormous drinks because they get warm faster. You have to eat, drink them really quickly before they can get warm. Or you just get normal size, and that way you drink it at the right rate, and it doesn't get warm. So I just get the normal size beer. <laughs> you get the normal size beer. How many beers did you drink before you yelled out clitoris? <laughs> I had at least four or five different flavors, but that was at a person's house. And I was trying to remember the word that rhymed with that word. And instead, I brought that word out, so... Why, why don't you tell them? Why don't you tell them the story, Mark? Well, I was at the Philly Club. I was speaking at the Delaware Valley Reefers Club, and the night before, we went to a, a club member's house, and they just said, "We've got beer and we got snacks." And of course, we went down to the basement to check out his tanks because you know over there everything's in the basement. <laughs> so we were enjoying that, but all the food and beer was upstairs. And so we all ended up going upstairs where the house is all hot and uncomfortable and stood there just drinking. And no matter what bottle of beer I pulled out of that ice chest, it was always something different. They all had strange names. I couldn't even remember one of them at this point. But 
I just wanted to see what they were all like. And by the time I'd had a few of those strange micro-brewed beverages, I was slightly toasted. Slightly toasted. <laughs> and uh, Laura was there, and I just blurted out, Clitoris! <laughs> Laura who? Birnbaum! Laura Birnbaum? Birnbaum! Birnbaum? Birnbaum! Birnbaum. <laughs> Laura from Ice Cap was there, and she... Uh, how did that inspire you to yell out clitoris? Because I was supposed to say Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> what a Freudian slip. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> is that your way you try to entice girls into your bed is just to yell body parts? I didn't have a bed at that point. It was hilarious. I, <laughs> I remember saying something that's after the that. Weirdest, that's the weirdest mating call I've ever heard. <laughs> It's pretty specific. <laughs> I think I said something like, I can't remember. You'd have to ask Phil. But I think I said, that's what I had in my mind or something like that. Nice, Mark. And, Very um, nice. you know, everyone laughed at me and said, we're all going to talk about it. And there you go. So now it's on so the podcast you... for life. <laughs> what were you doing up in Philly? Uh, they had a frag swap, and it was the first one they'd ever done. And what I really liked about this frag swap was that it was... Oh, how can I compare it? I've been to a lot of frag swaps, and usually it's a bunch of hobbyists that sell stuff out of a cooler. And, you know, over the years it's gotten more and more, I don't know, popular, modern. People are bringing aquariums, they're putting lights over it, they're plugging it in to sell their livestock. Mm-hmm. And at this frag swap, who rolls in with this enormous tank? Dr. Mac. No way. From Pacific East Aquaculture. Uh-huh. And then who's next to him? Champion Lighting with all their dry goods. I'm like, what is going on? This is a frag swap? Uh-huh. And there was uh, some hobbyists also that were selling livestock. Some fish store owners came in and set up their tanks to sell livestock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they came up in their... Their vehicles that have been wrapped, where it advertises, you know, like their entire yeah. business. It just looks all high end. It's not just driving up in a VW Bug anymore. Now it's got to be. Well, I got pictures. Yeah. I'll post them so you guys can see them. But it was really nice, and I was a speaker, and so is Joe Wailio. Mm-hmm. And oh, look at you can say his name now. I can almost say it. <laughs> so the two of us gave our talks that day. There was a bunch of stuff in the raffle. And it was fun to hang out with the club president on Saturday night. And that was pretty Mark, much it. You, you, live, you live the life, I swear. You, you're you just a reefer who gets shuttled around the United States to attend different things and meet different people in the hobby. I like well, doing that. And I like visiting I, people I've been talking with online for years. Yeah. So when I get an invitation over, I'm able to go see them in person and hang out and talk about reef addicts. Yeah. Which, of course, I do. I promote, promote, promote. I'm sure you get annoying after a little while. No, I'm sure everyone loves it. (laughs) Well, that's cool. I'm glad you had fun. You should do a write-up about it. Yeah. This was a good presentation because it was about par, and it's not something that a lot of people give. So I thought it was well-received. It it looked like all the seats were filled, which makes me happy. Good. It's something that goes into... Not only measuring the light in your tank, but also the value of knowing how your bulbs are doing, how the reflectors are doing, what the livestock's receiving, 
and how to know when you need to replace those bulbs or if you can make adjustments with your lighting to make your bulbs last a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing this. I've been tracking numbers for a couple of years. So I actually have age of bulbs or I've got two different bulbs that I've specifically tested uh, 12 months apart. And so I could say exactly where they were in the beginning or where they were a year later after full use over my reef. Nice. Very nice. And when we were at the Max conference, uh, one of the vendors offered me bulbs for my tank for me to do the exact same power testing. So I'm waiting for those to come in. Oh, cool. So, Mark, um, I remember last week you sent me pictures of this beast of an RODI system that I had never seen before. And I want you to tell everybody a little bit about it because... From what I understood, it is how many four hundred and fifty gallons a day yeah. of water. Yeah. So this is this isn't something like the average reefer would need. This is something like that local fish stores would be after, or public aquariums, or somebody who has maybe a thousand gallon tank in their house. That kind of caliber, correct? Yeah, exactly. What had happened was my closest fish store to my house was moving to a new location. And I saw what he had on the wall, and I couldn't stand it. And I said, you need a much better RODI system. And so I told him what I would offer, and he didn't take me up on the deal. <laughs> I was just like, wow, seriously? So at the same, you know, I kept going up there like every day trying to get him to convince to buy this thing. And it was just a prototype in my brain. It wasn't even assembled yet. I just had an idea of what I wanted, and I knew what it was going to cost. And while I was at the store... Someone else called me up on my cell phone and said he needed an awesome RODI system because he had an 800-gallon tank with a 600-gallon sump, and he needed something to make a lot of water fast with low waste ratio. And I said, dude, have I got the system for you? <laughs> because it was the prototype. It was the first of its kind. And the pictures that I sent you that you know, you're like, wow, those were sent to me from him. I haven't even seen it because the company that mm-hmm. builds my RODI systems in Florida shipped it directly to him. And what it is, is you have two separate brackets. And one is the normal booster pump system that I sell for $2.99 on my site. And it's got your sediment, and it's got your two carbons, and it's got a booster pump, and it's got a 150-gallon-a-day membrane on top. That's the one that's called the Beast, that's correct? The beast, right. I don't know what we're going right. to call this next one. Then the water... I'll have to, I have need to think of a name, because I, I want to I be the one to name it. Nice. Can I name it? Maybe. If you're creative, I don't know. Let me check your, what's the name of your website? Creative Soup. I don't know if you'll be able to come up with a good name. We'll have to see. Well, if the, if the, if the 150 gallon a day is the beast and this one does 450, I don't know. Uh, Maybe we'll name it Clitoris. (laughs) Okay. You're definitely not picking a name. (laughs) Cause it's the hot spot. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So it's got the, it's, it's part beast. Right. Now the second bracket has three housings underneath, and it's got two membranes on top. So two more membranes at 150 gallons a day. So the water goes into the main system, it goes through the first membrane, then the water goes through the second membrane, and then the third membrane, and then finally through three DIs hanging underneath. It's crazy. And with that system, with the water temperature being in the 70s, not ice-cold water like winter, you should be getting 450 gallons a day out of that system easily. And, and what's the waste ratio on it? It's supposed to be right at one to one. What's the typical waste ratio of a RODI system? Four to one. So meaning for every four cups of water that get discarded, one cup of water is actually kept. Right. For... So you're going to be saving a lot of water on your water bill if you have the system. That's the idea. 
Nice. And let's that's see. crazy. Well, I'm sure that uh, anybody that's listening, and you have the capability. I mean, I know that that was just a prototype, but you have the capability of actually producing this if anybody actually is yeah. interested, correct? I would assume that if I do put this on my website, that I'll sell five of them a year. <laughs> because well, it you, makes, you never know. It makes 18, almost 19 gallons an hour. That's fast water production, but it's nice that the waste ratio is so low. And the, re- yeah. the way it's becoming so low in the waste... And it's kind of hard to explain over Why don't we call it the green machine? The green machine? Well, because if you think about it, it's it's the low water waste ratio mm-hmm. is because it's green. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. what's environmentally friendly. You don't waste water. That's true. And what's happening is the wastewater, the, this is the way I understand it because I was trying to get it, but the wastewater from the first membrane goes into the second membrane. And the wastewater from the second membrane goes into the third membrane. And that's how there's so little wastewater. Gotcha. So even the wastewater is getting filtered. Yeah. And that's how you get down to that one-to-one ratio. And it might that's be one and a half to one. I've been getting with that customer asking him how he's liking it. And he said, the water's still cold here. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's going to be 100 degrees tomorrow. He said, we just had snow last week. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe he's got snow and it's June. I mean, that's crazy. yeah. yeah. It, we we went up to the mountains uh, two weekends ago, and it we got caught in a snowstorm coming down the mountain. It's crazy. It was May twenty something. Yeah, I can't I can't even grasp snow this time of year. I'm a I'm a December January kind of guy when I think of snow. Yeah, I don't blame you. Do not blame you. But speaking of things to do in the summertime, mm-hmm. being at June, I am getting a scuba certification for my birthday present. I'm getting one too, but not for my birthday present. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm very, very excited about it. Um, I'm going to be, I'm, I've researched and I've kind of decided that even though I think NAWI certification is probably the better way to go nowadays, I've heard that, I've heard two schools of thought on the subject. I've heard that NAWI is like taking over and I've also heard that NAWI is going by the wayside. But I do think that NAWI is probably, um, what I've heard is they are a little more technical or at least you can let me like trust their instructors more. Like, you know, they teach better <clears throat> and uh, Patty is a little bit more lenient in their teaching styles, mm-hmm. but Patty is cheaper. And um, I know a lot of friends that have taken the course, so I'm able to get the, in, like the books and stuff that I don't have to buy for it. Right. So hopefully I mean, when I get my birthday present from, my whole family's pitching in for it, mm-hmm. so uh, I have to like acquire all their their birthday cards and add all the money together, and then <laughs> tack some onto my own, and then I'll get a, a certification. Right. But uh, you know, I'm hoping that um, I'll be able to create a blog because it's been so long since I've been able to write a blog since I don't have a, a tank. But uh, I hope to catalog my my experiences so that other people who want to get dive certified can do so yeah one of the new sections that's going to be on reef addicts is going to be all about scuba i talked about that at max with one of the interviews that we covered that was that you released and i felt that scuba is very very much an important part of this hobby because Mm -hmm. you're seeing in nature we're recreating nature well how about if we get out there and see what was actually happening in the first place well you do know okay two things that i have to say i've also been told um that the corals that you see in nature are so much different than the ones we have in our tank because the ones we have in our tank are like the best of the best. You barely ever see corals like that actually out in nature. 
So I don't want you to be like completely disappointed when you get out there and you see all this, you know, reef and it's mostly yellow and brown. Are you telling me <laughs> I'm not going to come across Tyree limited edition Valida? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. And there's not going to be 20k going get, lighting hanging right above me when I go underwater. Get monster. You're not going to get monster mash chalices in mass. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I won't know all the zoanthids by name because there won't be little signs that say what they're called. Mm-hmm. Now, how much they cost yeah. per polyp? Exactly. Wow, what a but, terrible um, world to dive into. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually excited because here in San Diego where I live, there's um there's kind of a there's a website, well, meetup.com, um which is a pretty nice website for anybody that wants to meet somebody in another hobby um cuz I do it for photography as well, but meetup.com has all kinds of uh dives where just people want to get together and they book a charter boat and for a very small fee, sometimes 20 bucks, you can go on a charter boat and dive for free all weekend. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can do. So I'm really excited about that. And um plus, you know, of course, being into photography, I'm I'm very excited about the under underwater photography aspect of it. That's so, that's the part you know, that's going to kill you. <laughs> the the cost. Expense. Oh my god! I know for my for my D90, I think the underwater housing is about twenty five hundred dollars. I've seen worse. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I oh, I'm, that's just the housing. That has nothing to do with the strobes. Yeah, I know. I but saw housings I'm, at forty five hundred. I'm hoping to beg, borrow, and steal basically yeah. my way into some underwater photography. Yeah. But, um, you know. We'll come. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But I am very excited to get to get certified for a couple of reasons. Um, <clears throat> Macna is coming up in September, and I'm hoping to do a dive trip to the Florida Keys, um, probably before or afterwards, yeah. with some of the Wet Web Media crew. We might be getting together down there, and I'm very excited about that. Um, and then uh, there's a couple other dive opportunities that I have pending in the near future so for me to get dive certified this summer is a definite need yeah i've been offered for years to go on different dives and i've always had to turn it down because i wasn't certified mm-hmm. and that always shocked everyone it's like what you're not certified it's like no i'm not i'm in the middle of texas there's no water anywhere it's land as far as the eye can see yeah didn't you say you have to get um your checkout dives done in a lake <laughs> yeah so nice i'm actually going to on Ju- july 4th weekend so right before the next podcast comes out, that way I can update everyone. Um, oh, nice. But I should have my scuba certification completed that weekend of the 4th of July. And it'll be down in Austin, Texas. Very nice. We should tell everybody, though, um, or since we're talking about underwater photography, I want to mention a little pet project that I've been working on, which is a Flickr group for reef addicts. Um, it is the best of the best of underwater photography from all over the world. And uh, it's basically a, if you don't know anything about Flickr, it's a more or less a photo album of just really great eye candy um, from underwater photography, uh, coral reefs. So if you're into photography, check it out. It's basically Flickr.com groups um, and just Google search reef addicts. It's all one word. Um, and if you have good stuff, submit it there, and you can check it out and definitely waste some uh, some company time if you're working and you have <laughs> you have nothing to do. You can you can browse and, and uh, space out there for a little bit, looking at all the best pictures, and they're handpicked by me. I, I try not to let any uh, any crap get through. These are only pictures that I would say, oh my gosh, and probably link to my friends. That's how I uh, how I manage that group. If if it makes me go wow, then. 
then I let it go. But other than that, it gets denied. Yep. With the yeah, with a gavel. No, it's pretty nice. I like that. Uh, they you did a slideshow the other day on our Facebook wall. Mm-hmm. And that slideshow is pretty nice. It, when you first wait, it kind of takes a little while to come up. I didn't know what was going on. I don't know if there was a pause at Flickr or if it was my computer or what. But I had it in a different tab. And I came back to the tab and it was just going. I was like, oh, there they are, finally. Because I was about to tell you, hey, something's not right. <laughs> but no, it's really nice. And Flickr lets you see large versions of these pictures as well in the slideshow, which is pretty cool. About. Other things that have been going on on the website, and I know some of you guys come to the site occasionally. And some of you are just listening to the podcast only. And you're, that's the only information you're getting because you're elsewhere with your lives. So I just want to bring you up to speed. I put out an article about what it costs to set up a reef tank because I wanted to know what it costs in real-world numbers. And Jesse and was like, don't you dare do that article because I'm doing an article about my new tank. I said, it's not the same. Mine's totally different. Yeah. Why don't you tell people who... Um, we've had a couple new people uh, writing for this site this month. Well, Scott Fellman wrote an article for us, and uh, I was excited to see that added to our arsenal or our archives of articles and his was about water changes and getting back to the basics and how so many people today are trying to solve every problem they can with a little bottle with a little magical elixir and he's like just change the water that's all you gotta do and he made suggestions of how to do it easily and that article's on the front page of our site currently and of course later on it'll be under ask the expert category and also we had uh, Reef Matt do a second article on how to edit uh, photography for reef tanks. Um, definitely a, a highly recommend it to go see. If you ever have a Photoshop or a GIMP and you want to learn how to edit your pictures, you think you're just you're not getting the quality of pictures that you see some of the other people get, um, it's a great article and there is a plethora of video attached to it. So you can never really have too many questions after you read those uh those tutorials. Yeah, no, his tutorials are excellent. They <clears throat> they go into how to clean up those pictures, and you're watching the video for six to ten minutes long of him using Photoshop. And so what you do is you go to YouTube to watch them. Don't watch them on our site because they're a small window. Go to YouTube, and they make it full screen so that way you can see everything easily. Otherwise, it's just going to be so small, it's going to be hard to tell what he's clicking on. But he recommends that in his article, so you can check that out. Jesse's still trickling out videos from Max. She doesn't want to give them to you all at once anymore. Now you get one at a time. But that's fine because some of the stuff that we've been saving is still very good content. And you should be enjoying those. And we've got more of the week articles that are coming out. I have this plan, this master plan, eventually that we're going to have something come out every day of every week. That would be the, the goal. If we can get people like Scott Feldman to regularly contribute an article and we can get other authors do the same thing and I'm providing articles and Jesse's got friends providing articles if I'm doing one every single week I only need six other people to come up with something for the other six days right <laughs> well that's that was the idea honestly I never wanted reef addicts to be something that we contribute to exclusively I really want to encourage people still and I think that you know we had the blog writing um the article contest that was you know well received and we had a lot of people writing really great blogs and um I don't want people to forget that that if you feel like you have content or you have a DIY something that you've done please create a blog when we see a blog that has um you know good content in it we promote it to articles we definitely we um you know we support 
the average hobbyist. This site is for you, and and we want to you know give give uh, pats on the back where pats on the back are due. Absolutely. And something else that's exciting for us, we've been waiting for it a long time, is that our software is going to be upgraded yet again on the front onto the site. And when that happens, we're going to put up a new video on the front page explaining how to use the site even more because we feel like there's some bugs in the software. And if we explain it now and then the software gets updated, the video already won't fit. And we want to make yeah. sure the tutorial makes sense and that we can help you guys navigate the site more easily, get a good idea of how it works when you send your friends to the site. You tell them, watch this video, you'll know exactly how to use the site because it's not like other sites they're used to going to. I am so excited about this software upgrade. It makes me want to jump up and down and scream like a little kid, I swear. I We have been handcuffed, technically, on this uh, software upgrade since we started in January. We haven't been able to do any of the upgrades that we want to, so... I'm very hopeful that once we get this done, you guys are going to start seeing all the stuff that we promised you from day one, the upgrades, the little sections on the side opening up, and, and just a whole lot more happening. The site will become a lot more dynamic. It's still running on, uh, you know, it's still running on gimpy legs, in my opinion, right now. It's, but running, on, definitely... it's running on four cylinders, and we want to it's get it up on... to six. There you go. <laughs> we're going to get it up to eight cylinders. We're giving you, we're going to create, forget Forget that. We're going to give you a Hemi. There you go. It's going to run on a Hemi. It's going to cost done with It's going it. to cost you guys so much. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> As nice. it slowly destroys the economy and the environment all at the same time. Oh, speaking of environmental issues, can we talk for just a moment about the oil spill in the Gulf? Let's not and say we did. Oh my god, is there no one on this planet that can solve this problem? I I you know what, honestly, when it gets that big, I I just kind of think that there's really no point in talking about it anymore because until somebody does something about it, why waste my time and day on it? I, I just don't understand why. Do you have a solution? I don't know. I think somebody should just... I saw... Uh, who was it? Was it Scott V on Facebook? I think he suggested... Who was... Somebody suggested just swim down there with a huge condom and slap it over top. Hmm. I thought that sounded pretty good. Trojans? <laughs> Those, Man, I it's got to be a Trojans, powerful condom. I think that Trojans need, a, <laughs> Trojans need a government contract. Wow. To create. I don't know, but we definitely need a Superman. There is no doubt in my mind. Someone has to go in and save us because this thing is terrible, and it's still pumping out oil by the minute. I know. I mean, we're in June. Nothing. It's still going. When did this explosion happen? April? The numbers are staggering. They're way beyond... Everyone is so worried about, oh, this might be as bad as the Exxon Valdez. It's already doubled, the Exxon Valdez. It's beyond that. And they've... They, you know, BP keeps dropping different things down, and they're trying to plug the hole up or cover it or cocoon it or divert it. And I'm kind of shocked that the government hasn't just gone in with some... some secret... You know, high-tech equipment, things that only the CIA uses. <laughs> you know, and they just go in there and they just solve it. They nuke it. They do whatever it is the government does to fix the problem. I'm shocked that we keep reading that Obama is upset and that he's very disappointed. I'm like, that's <laughs> that's crazy government. I mean, seriously, the government should get in there and solve this when a company can't take care of it themselves. That's why we have a government. Okay. I don't think... You don't think that that should be covered? 
No, I think it's too political, and I don't think that... I think that it's... I don't know. I think it should be covered in the podcast. Well, I might just save that last sentence and let them all wonder what the hell it was we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> nice! Yeah. No, I just can't believe that's gone on. That's crazy. And with that, I lost Jesse. Now, between you and me, this oil spill in the Gulf is just driving me crazy. I actually do think about it daily... I do hope a solution is found. I do hope someone steps in. I, of course, hope that BP will help in the cleanup. I just don't think they'll have nearly enough money to fix this. I think that the damage is going to be extensive. And I believe we're going to be dealing with ramifications from this spill for years to come. It's sad news. It's world news. And it should not be ignored or swept under a rug. And let's hope that we can avert such disasters in the future with better legislation. So, since that didn't, since that ended our conversation quickly with Jesse, what I did next was I grabbed Lindsay at our local club meeting, and we had a little discussion of our own. Lindsay, it's so great to have you on Reef Addicts again. It's because I rock. It's because I chase you down. <laughs> <laughs> you have to chase me down because I rock, everybody wants It's me. crazy how busy you are. I know. I wanted to ask you, what made you join a local club? You know, honestly, I'll tell you how I found, we'll start there, I'll tell you how I found our local club, and that was through your website. Oh, yeah? About six years ago. I was online. I was looking at some information on how to get rid of green hair algae. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, I found your page on your Mealabs Reef about how to get rid of green hair algae. And then I started going through your site map and looking at other things. And then Mm -hmm. I found a link to the club. And, I mean, it was pretty self-evident when you look at the forums and you look at the information that's available. Mm -hmm. It was like... Nothing I'd ever seen before. I wasn't familiar with forums at the time. Right. I'd never been a part of any forum. I really don't use, I really didn't use the internet that much at the time. It was right. kind of just, you know, Google and whatever I needed it for to send emails and whatnot. But that really opened the door for my tank to turn into something amazing. It went from being a fowler full of green hair algae mm-hmm. to the 210 gallon reef tank that I had that was full of all kinds of gorgeous stuff. So, the reason I can I, tell you miss that tank. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I cry sometimes about it. Oh. Or I cuss. There you go. So you found out about the club and joined instantly, or you hung around the nope. forum? What, what was? How did this process happen with you? What was going on in your brain? That's what I want to get across. Well, I was really kind of overloaded by all the information in the forums, and I was like, I, I, I totally support this. This is great. Mm-hmm. This is a great resource for people to have uh, where you can pretty much access so much information. I mean, yeah, you can look at today's posts, you can look at yesterday's posts and keep up with little threads and stuff like that. That is literally like a Bible full of answers to mm-hmm. every question that anybody has asked in the history of the club or as long as the forums have right. been holding all the information and all that's accessible to you through the search. That's true. For paying your membership fee. Yeah. On top of that, ask a question, get an answer. People are eager to help you out. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants everyone else to be successful. Uh, it was a very pleasant environment, not to mention the uh, all the different sections for uh, for sale mm-hmm. and uh, help for specific you know corals or specific sized tanks and just the way that everything was separated out. Although it was you know pretty simplified at that time, it was still just you know the reef only form, you know, mm-hmm. where you post about all your good stuff and even the non-reef related stuff. I mean, it was just, I was completely overwhelmed by it. And I was like, yeah. this is great. There's absolutely no reason not to 
give my money to become a member. And in the beginning when you joined, you start coming to the meetings immediately? Absolutely. Every month? Every month. And then you start bringing cakes? Yeah. And then you stopped? <laughs> <laughs> I brought one cake. Oh, I seem to remember so many. Somebody ate two pieces of it, and <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this again yeah it was a lot of work yeah but it was so pretty yeah well great it was pretty for free <laughs> was back in nemo next days. time someone wants to pay me for a cake i'll be I'll, yeah for sure i'll bring hey it. guys what you doing we're recording oh thanks for interrupting <laughs> <laughs> so then from that point forward that was joined, drew we talked about him that's before. drewlicious you guys yeah, have heard him on the show he's, a oh, he's about to moon Lindsay. oh god <laughs> that was great thanks drew go away drew <laughs> Uh, okay, so have you ever been involved in any other clubs in the past? No. Never? No. Not since a kid? Not even as a kid? Uh, well, yeah, I guess. If you want to go back that far. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been involved in clubs. I did speech and debate, uh, so I guess that was kind of clubbish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also in um, the National Forensics League. Um, I did Odyssey of the Mind, you know, little things like that. Mm-hmm. These are all school-based? Yeah. 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 I didn't have a life outside of school. So, right. you know, Catholic schoolgirl and that whole syndrome, you know yeah. how that goes. Right. <laughs> I uh, was thinking just recently, I've been in this club a long time, probably since right about September 2002. So it's time for a new club. And I saw one as I was heading here called Twin Peaks. I thought I'd go check them out and see what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, if you want to go to a club and you have some dollars, we could totally join one I of those. I can always clubs. find some singles. <laughs> I'm about that. <laughs> All right, so you've not only become a member of the club, but you also decided to be more active in the club itself in how it runs. You chose to get on the board of directors. Yes. And how long have you been doing that? Um, I've been on it for a full year now at this point. I think maybe. It's oh, I thought it had been longer. Has it been longer? You know, I you've been helping so. in so many functions that yeah. it almost feels like you're ready. Really- <laughs> yeah, you know, and I and that was kind of the point. I didn't really care whether I was on the board or not. Right. For me, it was all about just you know, helping out and make sure, you know, I can, whatever, you know, aspect of my talents that you guys can use that I, I definitely use those to support the club. I mean, of course yeah. I pay a membership, which I think I need to renew. I'm Not surprised quite you yet, I, checked. <laughs> I had to look I might up. have like a month. <laughs> well, the way you keep changing names, I had a hard time tracking on the spreadsheet. Jeez, I'm just <laughs> going to keep changing names to avoid paying my membership dues. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so you've got two more years yes. on the board of directors. And as of tonight, I te- technically officially become three more years ahead of me. Yeah. This is my seventh year. That's awesome. So somehow the insanity, or I just can't seem to quit. That's because you love it too much. I mean, well, that's... I told Wes, the only way he's getting rid of me is if he bans me. <laughs> so one night from like two in the morning to four in the morning, he banned my account. <laughs> and when I came back, I had to log in. I'm not used to having to log into the You're site. Like, what is this shit? I know. I was what's going on here? He's like, I banned you. You said you need to be banned. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, come on. I'll have to get Wes on the show so he can defend his stance. I'd be like, hey, Wes, is the only way I can get rid of you is to punch you in the nuts? You know, one of the things I try to do is motivate the webmaster the same way. Yeah. That's good. Nice. Yeah, I like that system. Exactly. Punch him in the nuts. That's, that's motivation, man. Right. Or do like gladiator style battle. Right. Like, oh, you want to stay? You want Okay, so right? you recently upgraded your tank again. Because you went from this little tiny Pico that I once saw to moving your livestock elsewhere. Yeah. That's bigger. Yeah. Do you have to work on that tank or is someone babysitting your stuff? Heck no. Matt works on my stuff. <laughs> so I was thinking, so if that's the case, 
why are you still in the club? You're kind of tankless. You know, what's happening I'm not here? tankless. I still have my tank. It has my shrimp in it. You just have to go visit it. Exactly. All right. I go visit. I spend half my time at his place anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm a very helpful admirer of the tank. There you go. I dose the tank when he is not available to dose the tank. Yeah. And I am very good at following instructions on how to make alk solution and uh, dose and uh, top off. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't, they're kind of technically his babies because he's with them all the time. So I, I don't feel like a certain sense of ownership over it. We kind of talked about eventually, you know, in the future, like upgrading into a single larger tank yeah. when we have somewhere where we're not. With a be. his side and a her side? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. Your tank is four inches lower than his. My 210-gallon <laughs> <my 210 laughs> tank was all mine, that's so true. it's really hard to, you know. He can have the refugium. Oh, no way. <laughs> whatever he wants. Okay, so. He's, he's really good at taking care of that stuff. If you're doing that and you're staying active in the club anyway. Mm -hmm. Even though you don't really have a tank in your physical I possession. have it. I have a tank. It's just at my second home. Yeah, you have to visit it. <laughs> um, what makes you want to stay in the club? Why, When you think of other people that are considering possibly looking up the local club, yeah. what are the kind of things you tell them? I mean, because you know from your own how you felt. You saw the information, you're like, I want it. How do you... Well, you asked convince me others that they should join. <laughs> you asked me two different questions there to address the question of what keeps me in the club is that I love the hobby. Yeah. I'll never give it up. Even though I don't have a tank, it's simply because I can't uh, give it the attention I need with the size that I'm capable of, of taking care of. You know, I do much better with the larger uh, reef tank. I'm not real good with the Picos and the Nanos and whatnot, ultimately. It's harder. It, it's a little bit more difficult to take care of those, especially when you split your time between two homes, basically. Yeah. And so that makes it, you know, a little bit more difficult. So, you know, what keeps me in it is my passion for the hobby, mm -hmm. uh, my love of it. Uh, well, our club all, benefits from that. Absolutely. And my, you know, my interest in all the little details and nuances that are related to to the hobby in general. Um, there's just so much to learn, so much information. And that is something that just on a personal level drives me. I like to learn. When I get to a point where I feel like I know everything there is to know, yeah. I get bored. That's why I've done a million different things. Right. Because I get bored. And well, I I'm glad like you're I'm, not bored with the club. No, I'm not bored at all. I'm not bored with the hobby. No, I feel like I've, you know, I'm pointing up to the ceiling. The hobby is way up here and I'm way, way, way down here because there's just so much more, you know, to learn, so many people to meet and so many things to do and so right. many things that I haven't explored yet. I've never gone diving. Right. I've never actually been inside uh, a, an actual reef environment in mm -hmm. the ocean to look around and see how everything really is out yeah. in the wild. You know? I think that's key, actually. I realize it's different than what we do, but I feel like it's important for us maybe to understand better what you know, we're doing. I'd love, to, I'd love to be able to hear every speaker talk about every topic that they've ever talked about. I mean, there's just... And it's so, you know, all the way down to test kits, all the way down to equipment, all the way down to the evolution of the husbandry and the hobby. It's just very fascinating to me. And there's just all Well, you have a real more. thirst for knowledge. I do. And that's very important. I agree. It is. Yeah. If you're going to be successful, you know, you've got to challenge yourself with that stuff because yeah. there's always, you could always be doing better. It's not like you're raising sea monkeys. No. 
No. Yeah, I failed at that. <laughs> it's a pico. Sorry, Seth. <laughs> I totally killed your sea monkeys because I didn't stir them or something. It's a I don't pico. Know. <laughs> exactly. Yep, those like, little tanks are tough. You know what? The sea monkeys died, and I was like, maybe this pico thing isn't such a good idea. Yeah, it's really tricky. So you know what's going in that five-gallon tank I paid $80 for? A turtle? Nope. A beta. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So this, here's the deal. I have this <laughs> this beautiful all-glass ADA five and a half gallon tank mm -hmm. with this awesome LED fixture. LED fixture on top, cute little modified filter. Yeah. And, uh, it's going to have my kids beta in it. Does it need a filter? Those betas sit in a bag hanging off a peg at the fish store. You know, I, I could probably, <laughs> uh, probably about as much filter as it needs is like a pipette sucking out turds. Yeah. But you should putting, put five or six betas and see what happens. You know, uh, in this corner. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I know, but I'll you probably, know what? Those things come from something. Obviously, there are there is some fish sex happening. Yeah, you know, only you would say that. Well, think about it. They're always apart. They're always alone. It's like, well, how do they ever get together to make more of themselves? Well, I think maybe in a confined space, it's a little different. Uh, and you don't. I know you can't put males together in a male-female thing. I don't know. That's a little different. I don't know how that works. I don't you know. You know, I haven't studied betas because I don't give a shit. So. <laughs> Neither do I. You're talking freshwater. It's like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> Anyhow, so yeah, all of that equipment. I just thought it's a big a... tank for one stupid fish. I'd put some more. Well, there's one stupid fish in it now. Fish. I'm going to fill it up with two or three stupid fish for my kids because my kids love the fish. And they named it Rex. And Really? A real name? It has a real How name. How unique. <laughs> unique. Because I didn't name it. Right. You know, I don't do that. I yeah. I even... Uh, I got a new fish, but it, of course it's in Matt's tank. Mm -hmm. But he got me a um, a cute little blenny. I don't know what it's called. He knows the name, but it's really cute. And it's got like a purple head. And nice. He was like, okay, what are you going to name it? I don't know, blenny. He's like, oh, that's so boring. You have to come up with a name. Can you get me a picture by tomorrow? Yeah, I can get you a picture by tomorrow. Right. Uh, this fish is so cute. Anyway, he had to come up with a name. It's Senor Pescado. <laughs> Yep. That'll work. <laughs> On that note, I think we're going to wrap this up because we're definitely running out of conversation. Yeah, clearly. Thanks, Lindsay. We appreciate it and hope to have you on again in the near future. Of course. As the show wraps up, I thought it'd be good to have some news. One of the things that caught my eye recently that was released at Interzoo in Germany is a new reactor made by two little fishies for those of you that love Kalkwasser. With this small reactor that's similar to a Fosban reactor, it allows you to put in your Kalkwasser powder, and it uses a power head to run a oscillating sprinkler head within the unit to mix up the powder into liquid suspension to allow you to have a caulk drip into your system. I think some of you will like this a lot because I saw it at Marine Depot for less than $60. Pretty exciting stuff. A new article that's on the front page of our site that wasn't mentioned earlier is the one on how to host a group buy. I recently put one together for my club yet again, and I thought, hey, I'll document it. So I took a bunch of pictures and screenshots of how the information was disseminated to the local members to organize this project from the beginning to end. And I thought others of you might like to host your own group buy with your club, so I gave you some guidelines to work with. We have more blogs being posted on a daily basis. We had a really nice tank that's being shared with us recently that's about 240 gallons being built in Saudi Arabia, being built on site, and there's lots of pictures of how that's being constructed. And another friend of mine came to the site who has a beautiful 
eight foot long acrylic tank that's very shallow, rimless. So check out those blog posts and see what's new. I hope to find more of you on Reef Addicts soon. We've got more contests in the works. So start watching to find out how you can win something. Matter of fact, I'm going to put up a contest right now because I'm a spur of the moment kind of guy. Every single person that comments under this podcast on the Reef Addicts page. Now you just go to the front page of reefaddicts.com. Find the podcast announcement for episode 6 and post a comment underneath the episode. You'll find the show notes that take you to links to various things we talked about. And you put a comment beneath. One of you people that post beneath there is going to win an $80 prize. I will ship it to you. It has to do with lighting and it's a gift from me to you. So be sure to comment. If you don't, you're just increasing the odds for all the others that did. On that note, I hope you enjoy the rest of June, and I will be back with you again with another exciting podcast for July, Episode 7. Happy reefing! Happy reefing!